Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Right, everybody. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us here on Facebook or YouTube if you're streaming with us live. If you're listening after the fact, whether it be on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, or Google, or wherever else you're finding this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you don't ever miss a thing. I'm Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-host, Shell, Pat, Dave, and we have very special guest, Kurt Kendall of 724, the owner of Twins, the master of bourbon, the Lancero King. All right. Mm. You like hey, that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like that, but you know, I'll take it. You'll All take right. it. <laughs> The Lancelot of Lanceros. I like that one. I like that one a lot. That's very good. Thanks for being here tonight, Kurt. We really appreciate it. It's truly my pleasure, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, We're not going to go anywhere with that. Okay. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Uh, Couldn't wait to get here. July, uh, as we've talked about the last several weeks, is a special month for not just blowing smoke. Uh, because it's a very special month for twins. Uh, July is 724 month, and July 24th is National 724 Day. And every July uh, around the 24th, this year it's going to be the 22nd because it was the best day to have a party. party. Um, We're having 724 Day at Twins, and we've been talking about 724 cigars, you know, building up to that event and our big uh, party that we're going to be having on Friday from 5 to 8 at the 724 Lounge in Londonderry. And uh, today we have Kurt Kendall with us. We are smoking this cigar here. You want to tell us a little bit about this cigar, Kurt? Do you remember what it is? I do. (laughs) Very, very much I remember. This is our 724-1874 series. This was... I believe our third cigar series that we came up with with the 724 brand. Mm-hmm. We wanted to come out with, I say we, but I guess it is we. I had a, a lot of help with this. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to have a, a Nicaraguan-made cigar mm-hmm. that wasn't like everybody else's Nicaraguan. So we went to the drawing board and came up with a mm. this blend that... To me, had a lot of uh, beautiful characteristics, and I knew that anybody could smoke this. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. too rich, not too full-bodied, but it's got tons of flavor. It's it's uh, we use a one leaf that is not Nicaraguan. It's from uh, Indonesia. Okay, that's what the binder is. So it, the way that leaf is processed, it gives it a little bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm. I, I find that there's, uh, and I'm not good on descriptions, but uh, I always notice a little bit of, like, white pepper with this cigar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, very smooth, very aromatic. Uh, the Placencia family makes this in Nicaragua for us. Mm. Now, you're a, a big Lancero guy, like I've kind of hinted at. Um, and this, I think, is one of your favorites. Right in the whole series, uh, wh- what is it about the Lancero that that takes that blend and makes it pop to you more than more so or differently than the others? You know, it's uh, the flavor from this cigar is a little more intense than mm-hmm. the rest of the cigars in the series. A little richer, little mm-hmm. uh, like deeper flavor. 
Mm-hmm. The other cigars tend to be with the bigger ring gauges tend to be a little more, little smoother, little milder. Mm-hmm. They and don't get as much of the white pepper. No, you don't. Yeah, the this... Corona you kind of do. Cause yeah, you make a nice Corona. Mm-hmm. But I've really enjoyed uh, over the last few years some of the bigger ring gauges in that series as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Torpedo we do not make anymore. Why is that? That's a good. You know, that's a good that question. Is a good question. You know, we kind of revamped the packaging and the series of that cigar. We mm-hmm. made a couple of changes, and somehow the Torpedo got the X. <laughs> uh, although it was one of my favorites, it was a true, uh, actually almost pyramid-shaped, mm-hmm. very pointy. Mm-hmm. And we came out with a series to reward our 724 retailers that really supported the brand. So we only uh, sold this to a few across the country mm-hmm. until maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we uh, repackaged it. We mm-hmm. made it a little more shelf-friendly, and uh, we really showcased that uh, the factory building where right. originally we had made this and put it in a wooden cabinet. Mm-hmm. And we used uh, an old script logo that from 1904 that... Uh, was a little hard to read mm-hmm. and i kind of found that it didn't really as much as in the beginning i thought it was a great idea and that it would separate itself from the rest of the 724 series it was a little uh it didn't wasn't distinguished as that 724 like uh, some of the others mm. so we uh made a few changes we enlarged the factory building on the box we came out with a real cool uh brown box with some almost pinstripe style artwork and i i really like that i think it came out good yeah because of that we've made changes on uh the original series right and we just finalized the changes on the wk series for a different label okay sweet when will those be coming out that's a good question dan sometime in 2026 yeah, someday. Uh, someday. someday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right as you were talking about the box, uh, it appeared right behind you, which is kind of cool. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, the revamp of the WK is in the works now. We just finalized the artwork. Uh, it is still in the process of being printed and then sent to Honduras. Right. Right. Well, you know, I know that a lot of companies have been having to deal with, you know, the, you know, it's it's not only the. Uh, with COVID and everything that, you know, with workers being out or having to rehire and retrain people. But I mean, getting wood for boxes, getting ink for the paper on the boxes, getting the paper for the boxes has been a big pain. Have you, as you've been revamping this, have you had to be dealing with any of those issues yourself? We definitely had some issues. Uh, 2021 was a full of issues for us. Uh, A lot of the, factories were way behind you know Mm. 2020 and 2021 there was a cigar boom Mm. it was a second cigar boom i've witnessed and in back in 97 uh was the end of the first cigar boom Mm -hmm. actually when we opened 25 years ago but the last few years was a, a true cigar boom in the united states and everybody was behind plus they were short on labor right they were uh so from the printing to the box manufacturing and uh, the cigar production was uh, was down and mm-hmm. everybody was trying, you know, there was so much, so much demand for sales, but uh, hard to get product, especially for a small manufacturer like us. Sure, sure. Now, one of the, you know, great reasons to have you on the show now is, is the, the big national trade show, the PCA, Premium Cigar Association trade show was just last week. And, um, you know, you're fresh off of that. You want to talk a little bit about the importance of that trade show the, and the, the PCA to, you know, from the point of view of twins and 724. You know, you, you're one of these guys who's on both sides of the field there. You've got your the retail stores and you've got a cigar brand. So you want to talk a, a little bit about the importance of the PCA? Sure. Well... First thing you said was I'm fresh off the trade show, and 
I'm still beat from it, actually. <laughs> that thing takes a lot of life out of you. You know, it's uh, we're there in Las Vegas for seven nights. Mm. Uh, that was my 24th attendance of this trade show. Mm. Maybe the 23rd because we one year got canceled. But uh, it's a very important show for me personally as a retailer. I think that's... Uh, an opportunity to support your organization that mm-hmm. uh, does so much for us, but also to build the relationships that we have at Twins and even with 724 all came from traveling and going to a trade show like that where mm-hmm. you get to meet everybody. So over the years, I've become close friends with a lot of the big cigar manufacturers and a lot of uh, small and mid-sized and large retailers across the country. So that really opened up the avenues for me when I started the 724 brand or brought mm. it back to the market that I had built-in support with all the people that I've met uh, in the first 10 years of going to the, at the time it was uh, RTDA, mm-hmm. and then it switched to IPCPR, yeah. and then CPA. <laughs> yep, yep. But, yeah, it's a, it's a big show. Not only do you build those relationships but it's where you do commerce and you mm. conduct business with and show off what you what you've done all year. So yeah, it's it's kind. Of, I always describe it as it's kind of like your final exam mm. of the year, and you go there and you you show off what you've done all year and all the things that you you have accomplished from your marketing to your products to your communication. All that stuff kind of shines at that show Mm. and you know it it makes me realize that we have a lot of work to do (laughs) uh we got a solid c minus on this uh trade show you know i'm the first to say it you know we got to work harder we have to we have to continue to be a better company at for support for communication for you know good products being on time, staying on top of everything. We got a lot, our hands are full all the time. Sure. So that's a, that's my thoughts on the show as far as uh, the importance of going. Mm. How, um, how is the traffic for 724? Yeah, the traffic was solid. Really good. It's good to see uh, all your customers that you do business with all year. Mm. And then to actually get an opportunity to meet new ones start building those relationships so when you go out and travel you're uh you know visiting uh people that you've met or mm-hmm. are doing business with so it's a lot of fun but it takes a lot of uh organization and yeah and work it's a it's a huge undertaking to go and present for that oh, and yeah. you're there for two reasons too you're you're there representing your brand and your store i mean yeah. it's it's got to be I have to wear the 724 hat and then grab the Twins hat and uh, go out and do a little bit of business for both. Mm. You know, fortunately, the last few years, we've been very busy at our booth for 724, Mm. so I haven't had a chance to do a lot of the Twins business. But, Mm. again, those relationships are so strong that we get an opportunity to do some before we even get there. Right. And uh, even through this week and, you know, next week, we'll be able to continue to – take advantage of some of the retail specials and etc that that we want to do sure we go there to buy you know if twin mm. smoke shops there to buy we're there to uh see what's new we're there to take advantage of uh being in front of the manufacturers mm-hmm. and uh to really uh you know seek out opportunities for that company so we can uh conduct good business mm. Um, did you bring anything special to the PCA this year for 724? We did. We introduced a brand new cigar. It's going to be our first box-pressed example of a 724 Ooh. that's in regular production. So we have made one other box-pressed cigar and a, a variation. It was a limited edition for another retailer across mm-hmm. in the country, uh, Club Humidor in San Antonio, Texas. But uh, this year, we introduced the first box press Perfecto for our uh, original series. Wow. And it's going to be a 6x54 
nice figurado tapered on both ends and uh 724 was known for their uh, perfectos back in yes. the day and uh we hope to be bringing the original perfecto back to the market uh in this this coming year or early next year that's awesome yeah, we were hoping that maybe some of those survived and we'd be able to have them tonight. But apparently <laughs> they were very popular or you just smoked them all. We didn't smoke any. Huh? <clears throat> the way this worked this year was we we went into this show thinking we're going to make these to order. Mm -hmm. First time I've ever done it. Mm. I wanted to experiment and see uh, if people would buy cigars on our word before ever even smoking mm. one. Mm -hmm. That's so, important. That yep. at that time we can, uh, you know, put put the order into the factory and uh, get them going, give them enough time. But the the samples we brought to the show were for uh, show only. Oh really? Yeah. They, okay. Uh, I've never smoked one. Really? Yeah. I rely on the guys at the factory that uh, put this blend together mm. to actually uh, create it to uh, perfection. So it's. As these cigars, because they were fresh, they came right off the table, right to the show. Okay. And uh, so they really did. As need soon to as uh, we only had thirty cigars to show off, mm -hmm. so as soon as they uh, reach about thirty days, we'll uh, fire them up with you guys. All right. Let's take a little break from the questions here and talk a little bit about the cigar. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Let her drink some water and hydrate there. Uh, what kind of notes are we getting off the cigar? And um, maybe while we're thinking about that, Pat, can you talk to us a little bit about what we're drinking? Yeah, so we have the Jack Daniels Single Barrel. It's one of the offerings we have for 724 at the lounge. It's the only thing that I really know about it product-wise is that it's selected from the master distiller, so it's going to be one of the better offerings they have. And we use it for a lot of like cocktails, like the Patina Fashion that's really famous upstairs. This is one of the things we utilize in that. It's also a really, really easy drinker if you just want to have it straight. It's uh, 47 proof. So, yeah. Bet. It's not 47 proof. 47 ABC percent, my bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just a, uh, in the 90, 90 plus range. 94, mm -hmm. I believe. My favorite whiskey. We can look at the bottle. <laughs> oh, it's probably it's probably on yeah 47 volume yeah i just said yeah. the wrong word <laughs> yeah that jack daniel single barrel was the first barrel that we ever bought for twin smoke shop mm. in the 724 lounge wow and mm. uh and we haven't stopped buying them since i think good choice was, very good choice yeah. it's, it's definitely a really easy sipping whiskey tennessee whiskey mm -hmm. a lot of people uh confuse it with bourbon that mm -hmm. it's not, but it's uh, it comes from the rack houses. Uh, I believe it uh, at least four years old. Mm. It's a single barrel product, and uh, when they present it to us, they present multiple uh, options from each single barrel. Mm -hmm. We taste them and uh, select the barrel that we want with the characteristics we want because every every barrel tastes different. Right. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a fun process. And the last few that we bought. We've uh, included the 724 Lounge and Twins mm. employees to uh, select the ones that we want to get brought into New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm excited. The uh, you know we started the year uh, on not just blowing smoke with the selections for the next Woodford oh, yeah. uh, barrel select, and that's just arriving now. It's taken all that time to to get ready. I believe but, that's going to be in Friday. Yeah. Uh, just in time for our uh, 724 day. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Beautiful thing. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> that is super uh, easy to drink whiskey. Mm. You know, really tasty. I don't drink whiskey on the rocks too often, but mm. some, something about Woodford tastes really good. Uh, chilled on cubes or mm. a cube. And, uh, really drinkable stuff. Now, you know, one of the things we learned talking to Tyler, you know, doing the Woodford tasting on the show was that, you know, some places um, when you are offered a barrel selection, you're actually given options that will be the barrel that you get. With Woodford, it, it was you pick the kind of thing you want and they will find something that matches that 
but it's not necessarily the same barrel it's that you picked. How how does it work with Jack Daniels? Do yeah, you, are you tasting others, a barrel and and you get that barrel that yeah. you picked? Whether it's Jack Daniels or most of the bourbons we've selected and, mm -hmm. and uh, barrels of tequila, it's the barrel that you select. Mm. It's not the characteristic of uh, A, B, or C like it is with Woodford. Mm -hmm. And then they because that that's not single barrel product. Correct. That's yeah. blended. Mm -hmm. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's the only blended. No, that's not true. Our High West is a blend. Yes. And then finished in a different cask. Mm -hmm. And uh, this sherry cask, the, I think. Uh, yeah. Copper and Kings. Brandy. Copper and Kings brandy cask. It's the current oh, one we have. Okay. My bad, there. Um, Shell, what are you picking up from the cigar? Oh boy. And uh, how are you thinking it goes with the? Uh, Barrel select. Oh, boy, so initially I got a nice sweet earthiness off the toast, uh, very woodsy, uh, even cream right off the bat, mm. which I thought was a very delicious. A little bit of that white pepper you guys were talking about on the retro here, which is good, mm. I think goes well with the uh, the whiskey itself. Kind of makes the whiskey a little fuller, you know, being my favorite whiskey. You can ask me you know, the ladies at the bar about that. Um, <laughs> it is a great sipping whiskey, and I think it's pairing with this very well, just not muting. Uh, the the pepper by going along with it very well the nice mm -hmm. spice in it yeah. Pat <clears throat> it has a like mineral salt kind of forward when you take a draw from the cigar and then it has like that white pepper we're talking about that kind of like settles on the palate and then kind of like a like creamy kind of nut kind of flavor and then that sweetness I think from the wrapper kind of like lingers on the finish and then the Jack Daniels definitely brings that sweetness forward a lot and then it leaves like kind of a really like savory sweet kind of like I want to say like a fruity kind of sweetness, mm -hmm. but no, it's really good. It's awesome pairing. Oh yeah, yeah. I I think the the Woodford brings out a lot of the spice in the cigar. Brings Jack. yeah, he, Jack Daniels. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Woodford. Oh crap. <clears throat> That's a flogging. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about Woodford. We were. But the Jack. I think the combination really is uh very well balanced mm -hmm. neither one of them overpower the other one right. they really complement each other nice absolutely Ooh, smoking the glass little trick i learned from mikey which mikey capellini oh i never tried that oh this is such See, a great idea oh, i'm afraid he was telling me about that today in a meeting he was saying i smoked my whiskey so his his idea is is that when you do this and you move the smoke around the glass like that that this kind of gives you an idea of how the cigar interacts with the alcohol mm. you feel a little bit like harry potter doing it but <laughs> harry potter but uh man it really it really brings out the the sweetness in the Oh wow! Like, Try it now. I didn't want to. It's really, really it. it's really interesting how how <laughs> it dramatically changes the the taste of the uh, Jack. It's amazing. Um, now, really brings out the spice in the cigar too. Yeah, it really does. Oh. I think it. I think that's one of the most noticeable things I uh, think about the pairing is that it really hypes up that white pepper and the yep. and the cigar. You get this creamy, cedary, spicy mm. aftertaste. It's amazing. Well, that spice mm. is really jumping up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, we've already talked a little bit about this. You know, there have been issues the past couple of years with, you know, bringing new things to market, whether it be the tobacco, whether it be workers, whether it be the, the wood, the paper, the ink, or whatever that goes into the box and all the extra problems with that. Do you, do you see it getting better now? Are things are things catching up, or is it still kind of a, a real issue when you're trying to bring something new to market? I think it's getting better. I know the printing lead time is way less. At one time, maybe three months ago, it was about 58 days with my printer to put a uh, project on the press. Mm-hmm. When we met, because uh, at the PCA, I actually meet with my printer. We have a meeting there mm -hmm. and discuss uh, future plans and projects. And uh, he told me they were down to about 20 days. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's I impressive. The, uh, the three months. You know, the, the factories were backed up millions of cigars, Jeez. which I find uh, probably isn't necessarily the case right now. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the lead times on that because it, it was up to uh, five to eight months by the time you placed an order at the factory till uh, receiving it at home. So that's definitely shortened up quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know about the box factories because I, I haven't been down there uh, lately, but. I'm hoping everything's uh, getting back a little more normal. Now, with with mm. <clears throat> traveling becoming more of a normalized thing now, do you see yourself going to these factories more to check on things? Or, or did this time where things were all done distance kind of let you know that you could do things from here? Well, that definitely is the case. You know, uh, I... First of all, I'm a brand owner. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily a manufacturer. I'm not a master blender or even a blender. I know the characteristics I like of, of a lot of tobaccos, mm -hmm. and I rely on the experts at the factories to help me put that together. So to go down there and monitor the, the production, et cetera, isn't necessarily my job. Mm -hmm. It's, I have a team that helps you with that. It's more my job to uh, bring the entrepreneurial side to that. You know, we, we definitely work through some uh, situations at the factory, but as far as the, the actual cigar manufacturing and blending, I rely on a gentleman named Ralph Montero, mm -hmm. who's uh, really a true partner in our brand, mm -hmm. you know, through the what he offers me for uh, help. But I am definitely looking forward to going soon and uh, being creative. And, uh, you know, when you get in that environment and you're in a factory environment, you're with people who you, you know from your team or mm. maybe new people, it's uh, very energizing. It's very exciting. It's a whole different thing, yeah. It is, and it's a lot of fun. Mm. And the, every time, you know, I've been many times, I learn so much every time you go. And then you can input that into your future projects or just, uh, you know, your weekly responsibilities. And sure. the, the knowledge comes to you. People always come to me and say, oh, Kurt, you're an expert in cigars, but I'm like far from an expert. You know, I know more than some, but mm -hmm. I'm not an expert. Never claim to be. I'm surrounded by uh, more of the expertise than uh, coming for me personally. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of the whole entrepreneurial aspect of things, one of the things that kind of came out at the trade show was that uh, you COVID? brought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how entrepreneurial that actually is, but we can talk about that if you want. But um, uh, you brought on a, a U.S. Director of Sales for, I did. for 724. That had to be awesome. That was. And you uh, want to talk a little bit about who this dude is and where sure. he is, what he's going to do, and when he's going to be on the podcast so you don't have to be on the podcast next time? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, his name is James Schaefer, Jimmy Schaefer. Jimmy is a seasoned veteran in this industry. He's been around it, uh, I think, around 20 years. Mm. He's he's done all aspects of uh, from retail tobacconists to uh, management in a tobacconist, to uh, a regional sales representative, and then became the national sales manager for Nat Sherman. Mm. He worked uh, directly as a team with Michael Herklotz when they right. reinvigorated the Nat Sherman brands mm -hmm. uh, for the Sherman family. So uh, I've known Jimmy and respected him a lot. I've had a lot of fun with him in uh, years past and different uh, trips or him coming to the store and I've we have mutual respect for each other and uh the opportunity arose uh recently and uh Jimmy and I talked and uh we were like right on the same page a lot of the things that I had thought of that I really needed for our company was coming out of his mouth and what mm. uh, he inspired to do so I found it to be a great opportunity to bring in not only a good friend, but a seasoned mm. veteran mm. to our uh, organization because I need help. Yeah. 
you know, we all need help in business, you know. Uh, so when when the opportunity came, uh, we acted on it, and we acted pretty quick. Mm. And I'm so glad to have him on our team. Now, did that come up, like, casually, or did was it something where you went out and actually asked him about it? Well, it came up casually with somebody else, mm. and uh, I I have a lot of brainstorming meetings with other people in this industry frequently, and we'll talk just about every week. I'll talk to different people in our industry that help me grow, and mm. hopefully I might help them with their company in some fashion, but uh, as I've been trying to figure out our next moves of growth to try to figure out somebody that I can bring into our organization to give me a hand. Mm. And uh, Jimmy's name came up recently mm -hmm. and I like, I got excited, you know, even before I even talked to him. So <laughs> awesome. I called Jim and uh, we chatted and uh, within, I'd say 24 hour period of time, we were both under the same uh, agreement, and uh, we, I brought him on. That's oh, awesome, awesome. Man. That's awesome. Very glad for you. Nothing like synergy, man. That's yeah. No, for sure. Nope. Um, you, who were some of these people that you like to talk to and brainstorm with? Wow. You know, I mentioned Ralph Montero earlier. Yep. Uh, Alan Rubin. Michael Herklotz. Mm. Michael and I are close friends. Mm -hmm. We communicate a lot. You know, Pete Johnson, we will talk on occasion. Different people. There's a lot mm. of people. You know, uh, a lot of people that um, might not be quite as well known mm. uh, that are more behind the scenes from uh, sales managers, you know, brand ambassadors, you know, Matt Booth and mm -hmm. different people. Right down to uh, other retailers. I communicate with different retailers across the country frequently. Mm. That's one of the positive things I've gained from going to these trade shows and being on trips and traveling the country, representing our brand, become good friends with uh, different retailers. And, you know, it's hard to come up with unique ideas or great ideas mm. for your company. You basically... Uh, Got to grab bits and pieces from all over what you see. So when we built the new twins, you know, that was a combination of all the things I've seen across the country and, and parts of the world that I really thought was successful. Mm. Uh, I've also learned as a retailer all the things that I've liked from the manufacturers as they do as we conduct business. And they we buy cigars and they ship to us and... All the little things that I picked up, I try to incorporate into our systems mm. for vintage cigar distributors to offer the best service and cons uh, considerate service. To, <coughs> excuse me, to our retailers. Yeah, very important to me. Mm. And one of the things that we've talked about on the show before is is how this is, you know, one of the things that makes the cigar industry unique is that when you uh, get different reps from different companies together, they don't get all cantankerous. They're all buddies. They're friends. They hang out when they're not working. It's, it's this, there's this kind of, you know, camaraderie, camaraderie about it. And what's interesting to me is that uh, you're kind of hinting that that same kind of camaraderie exists between the brick and mortar people too and you would think that as store owners there would be you know some sense of real competition like i'm you know i'm wanting to be the biggest i'm wanting to be the baddest i'm wanting to be the best you know but you know what what my experience has been and it's certainly not when it comes to manufacture when it comes to you know uh, brick and mortar stores it's not as broad as yours is obviously but you know that does that exist that way as well between the brick and mortar stores? Oh yeah. You know I communicate with uh, Abe DeBabna and at Smoke In a lot. Mm -hmm. You know Ronnie in Detroit, 
different people. Uh, Keith Rumbo in Texas. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great retailers out there, and uh, we communicate. We share ideas. You know, I come home from trips, and I implement everything I witnessed into our company that mm -hmm. I, you know, think that'll work. And I also get a lot of phone calls. People, uh, gentlemen, called me today from Rhode Island, you know, mm. picking my brain on a certain matter that I might have some experience with. So I'm happy to share that. That's awesome. I've been called literally hundreds of times by people that want to open a store or mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> just need to know what point of sale system we use or ventilation is real important. Yeah. You know, and we got Steve Saka down the street and we'll, uh communicate quite often it's the guys mm -hmm. like that you know they're they're actually good friends and i'm not sitting here name dropping but they're 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 meant we're all mentor each other and uh sometimes you pick up great ideas mm -hmm. you can implement them into our companies yeah i mean that camaraderie is one of the things i really really love about the cigar industry um i don't see it in many other places but I, it's it's unique, you know. I I think it's uh, uh, the fact that all these different companies and all these different uh, manufacturers and brick and mortar stores, you know, like at the PCA, all coming together to teach, to learn, to share ideas. Oh yeah. It's it's awesome. It's great. It's it. Everyone's really interested in doing what they can to help everybody else grow. Yeah. I don't feel a lot of, even in New Hampshire, I'm close friends with mm -hmm. the quality retailers in New mm -hmm. Hampshire, and we communicate. We actually have a, an organization together where we That's meet right. once a quarter mm -hmm. and uh, to fight for our rights, the Cigar Association of New Hampshire. Yep. But, uh, you know, when you go to the PCA show, which is uh, four days, which gets extended to about six or seven days because of right. the setup and travel time every single night you're in a giant rooms full of uh other retailers other you know from the smallest retailer to the biggest guy in the in the industry to mm. the biggest uh internet and e-commerce guys mm. all the manufacturers are schmoozing right alongside of us we all become brothers and sisters of the leaf i guess which mm -hmm. i don't isn't a term i use too often but it truly is that uh close of an industry mm. and i don't feel any competition you know i just take the the best recipe that i can learn and implement yeah. it into our companies and you know i pay attention to what others are doing but mm -hmm. i don't i don't worry about what they're doing right 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 that's awesome um how do you think the PCA was this year compared to other years? You know, it's been one. It was one of the busier shows that I've seen since at least, uh, you know, two, 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. People were walking around excited, you know, mm. coming off the latest news of the yes. situation we uh, won in court with the uh, FDA. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody was complaining. You didn't hear anybody griping. Nobody had their head down low. You know, I've seen that in years past. Yeah, sure. You know, they had a, a complaint or a gripe about every move that was being made in those shows, but mm. it was very positive vibe, and uh, people were buying, you know. Awesome. Mm. That cigar boom I mentioned earlier is tapering way down, but people were still there. They were, they were there to buy. They were there mm. to uh, experience all the new products and it was really refreshing mm. were there more people manufacturers businesses there this year definitely more than there were last year you know the the industry took a bit of a turn a few years back when some of the big manufacturers stopped coming to the show right and uh, i found that the the booths aren't as large. They're mm. not as big and fancy. I don't think we needed all that, really. No. You, know, you see the big boy booths like Perdomo and Fuente. They're, Fuente's maybe hasn't, but everybody <laughs> else has uh, kind of toned it down a bit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the right term, but smaller booths, 
plenty of energy, and uh, it's it's very exciting. It's it seemed nerve-wracking like... to get there for me. Oh, sure. It's a lot to put together, but and it takes a lot out of you, you know, between the time change, you know, and uh, then staying up late on top of that. You're yep. staying up six or seven hours past uh, your regular bedtime, <laughs> and the dehydration I experienced, even though I was drinking 10 bottles of water a day, mm. uh, it was crazy. My lips split right up the middle. My skin all dried out. And, wow. Uh, I know last year it was about 120 degrees. Was it still that hot? No, uh, a little cooler. Maybe, uh, you know, 105 or 6. <laughs> a little oh, cooler. Only 105. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, that's good. Uh, I did get an afternoon at the pool first day we got there. Mm-hmm. Which was mm-hmm. kind of cool. Relax yeah. a little bit. Bree put up a lot of pictures about that. Yeah. Oh, did she? I didn't notice. But the uh, you know left the phone in the in the room and mm-hmm. went and uh, had a little mini vacation for four or five hours. Nice. Excellent. That's great. That's great. Did uh did anything new catch your eye at the uh, show this year? Uh, you know a few new series coming out. Uh. You know, the biggest thing was the uh, Padron Fuente collaboration. Yeah, that, uh, I'm they've been for talking that. about for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it's available only to the attendees of the PCA. Mm-hmm. They unveiled that probably the second or third day of the show, and it was quite a spectacle. Mm-hmm. The people gathered around like it was uh, that was the biggest biggest thing there. But besides that, like uh, Tim Osinger showed up. Tim was. Uh, might not be as well known today, but he was the face of CAO and the CAO brand. His dad uh, created CAO from mm-hmm. the pipe company to the some of the hottest cigars in the industry. Right. And I think about 15 years ago, they sold that to General, General Cigar. Yep. And uh, Tim made a comeback this year. So to see his face walking down the hallway was uh, quite exciting for me. Because I've always had a lot of, uh, you know, he's an energetic guy. Mm-hmm. He's a super sweetheart of a guy, and uh, it was it was fun to see him. And that's with the Tampa, Tampa Tobacco Company, right? No. No? No. He's releasing a new cigar that I can't pronounce the, the name, <laughs> but it's through Crowned Heads. Okay. Nice. Yeah, nice. the West Tampa Cigar Company is... Uh, Rick Rodriguez, who also came from he that was also a, He was also CAO. And I then you got Mickey yeah. Pegg was there. Mickey Pegg, uh, yeah, with, with All Saints. All Saints, so another CAO. And then John Huber and Mike Condor walking around. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the whole band was in the room again. Pretty cool. Yeah, that had to be great, if, especially if you'd been there for years and, you know, had seen them before and, and all that. Um, so, the, obviously, the big buzz at the show was about the, the legends – Fuente Padron yeah, that was uh, collaboration. Um, what were some of the other big buzz things that were going on there? You know, uh, the 724 Grand Perfecto box pressed uh, original series was huge. It was all yeah, over the nice, internet, man. Nice. <laughs> uh, maybe not you. <laughs> I heard uh, about it. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, limited editions. Uh, mm-hmm. Guy Fieri was there with uh, Eric Espinosa, mm-hmm. and that created a huge buzz. They had that new knuckle sandwich cigar. Yep. And uh, Eric's a great guy. I, like, I had breakfast with him a couple mornings. Mm-hmm. We we know this secret little spot in our hotel where not a lot of people go. There's no line for breakfast, and there's like eight people there, and it's awesome. So. Mm. I, I saw Nestor Miranda in that place every morning. Nestor's uh, a great from, guy. The guys from Ashton were there. Yeah. Eric was there. Uh, that's the fun mm. stuff for me. Now, it it seems like in years past, the, the draw of the PCA for the brick and mortar was really about getting great deals and being able to get bang for your buck going to the going to the show go to the show and get you know special pricing on things that you couldn't get outside of the show and it seems to me that that's been changing over the last few years and that it seems to be more it's gone from being there are these incredible deals and if you don't go you're losing money to we have specials 
we have special cigars, special releases that are only available to people yeah. who go. And it seems like that's it, it's moving very solidly in that direction. Would you agree or disagree uh, with that? Absolutely. That you know, it used to be that you're going for the buy. You're going. You're you know, you might buy. You go in July. You mm -hmm. might buy your cigars for the remainder of the year. Mm. You're looking for the best deal you can to increase your profit margin. And, uh, you know, we're in business, and without profit, we can't be in business. Right. But the last few years, as the PCA has made a lot of changes and even been under some controversy uh, over the last few, a lot of manufacturers have come up with PCA-exclusive cigars. Mm -hmm. So either uh, you're in attendance and you're allowed to purchase or at least you're a PCA member supporting the organization. Right. That, you know, so we've made two PCA exclusive cigars, the Hustler Five and Dime mm -hmm. and uh, this new uh, Grand Perfecto that uh, we sold uh, exclusively to the attendees of PCA. Mm. Were the reception of both of those good at the, at the show? Yeah, they were very good. They were very good. Unfortunately, when we released... Well, we sold the Hustler Five and Dime at the 2021 PCA. Mm -hmm. We ran into such dilemmas with the manufacturing. Even though the cigars were made uh, last July or August, they, between the problems with printing mm -hmm. and making <clears throat> boxes, and, you know, there's, a, there's definitely a routine to doing it. You don't just... Uh, the box maker doesn't just make the boxes and they sit there. Right. You know, it all kind of has to come together. So right. the printing of the Vista, printing of the bands, right. secondary band, then having the boxes made, having the cigars ready, and then going into packaging, it all kind of has to come together. Right. And that last year, that was very hard. So mm. we sold and introduced the Hustler 5 and Dime in 2021, but... They didn't come in until about a month ago. I know. Yeah. So it was a little disappointing. But they're here. They're out. <laughs> they're shipping right now. They're good. And, uh, they're very good. <laughs> yeah, we did those on the show last week. They were excellent. Excellent. And uh, with that tequila that Talia brought, was it that? Do you remember what the name of the tequila? Crystal, Crystal something. Cristalino or Cristalino, yeah. It went really well with that. Oh yeah. It was amazing. We were remarking about, you know, how and you're a tequila guy, you know, so often when you think about pairing with cigars, you, you automatically go to the whiskeys, the bourbons, the scotches. Um tequila is one of those things that what? You're gonna pair this with a tequila? And here was this darker cigar, the five and dime. And it went fantastic with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, sure did. Yeah. Tequila is one of those uh, misunderstood spirits that Absolutely. are really making a comeback. Mm. Everybody in the industry right now, I say everybody, but a lot of people mm -hmm. drinking tequila. Uh, I've introduced some of the manufacturers in this industry to tequila mm -hmm. to the point <laughs> where... Uh, like, they think I'm some sort of tequila expert, which I'm not. But fortunately, I, we get an opportunity to go to Mexico, go to the distilleries, and pick out single-barrel tequilas. Mm. So we're actually in the process now of planning, a like, a cigar trip to Mexico with cigar people. Mm. And uh, a few people have stepped up and, you know, wanted to participate. Nice. So uh, we're hoping that because the distilleries aren't open for uh, tours or, or barrel picks right now. Right. Uh, but we're hoping by the end of this year we'll be able to go. And uh, I got a couple cast of uh, pretty cool characters that are going to go. And uh, <laughs> we'll definitely be documenting that trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there any big takeaways for you from the PCA this year? Whether it be... Um, for the brick and mortar end, you know, with twins or the brand seven twenty four. Well, I kind of dabbled in it earlier. You yeah. Know, the 
for me personally, you know, it's not very exciting. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, any, you know, anything exciting for anybody out here. But the takeaway for me was what I what I need to apply to my business mm. to have the best success and results when I go to these shows. Because let's face it, it costs a small fortune to be there. Yeah. And, you know, when you get there, you want people to come see you. Mm. We had uh, hundreds of people come visit our booth. But I think with a little harder work personally, and with our team, we could have a, I don't want to say more success, but just overall better results mm -hmm. with our uh, final exam. Mm. Is that what you meant? Yeah. It's, it was kind of open-ended. You could take it however you wanted. Um, I'm almost done with this thing. It's Good. been fantastic. Yeah, um, talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be you that's talking too much. But uh, what are you guys thinking of the pairing and, and the cigar? Has it changed up for you at all? Is it staying consistent? Are you in, still enjoying the pairing? Still enjoying the pairing. The sweetness has gone away for me, which is fine. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting a lot more uh, that medium, a bit of upper and medium on it, which is perfect for me Pat. Mm -hmm. yeah i still have that sweetness and the thing i notice when i have this cigar is usually a lot of lanceros i smoke kind of heat up a lot because it's that small vitola but every time i've had the 1874 it's always a nice cool even burn so mm -hmm. dave what about you it's uh sweetness is definitely toned down a little bit for me um the white pepper has stayed very consistent which all over the way it's I love I love that the retro hail is my favorite thing about this cigar, mm -hmm. uh, especially uh, with the whiskey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just really amps it up. Very enjoyable. That's awesome. Um, I want to do a little uh, Pastor Padron's cigar confessions here, uh -oh. and we can all talk about it. Uh -oh. um, and you know, this is coming out of the PCA. You know, but this time of year, my mailbox blows up with uh, reports from all sorts of different uh, um, news organizations that are recording and reporting on the PCA and who was there and what they had and what was new and and one of the things I've seen it from reps I've seen it from multiple organizations I've seen it from friends of mine who went was uh, there seems to be this thing where one of the one of the consistent reports you hear is what I brought to the PCA, like what's in my fanny pack, hmm. and I just don't know what the interest is for that. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> when you go to a trade show, I mean, what do people really are people really interested in? what you've got in your pocket, you know, when you, when you go to the PCA, I, I just wonder become... when you have so much stuff to report on, why are you reporting on here's what's in my backpack at the PCA? Like that to me, that just seems like filler. What do you guys think? Am I, am I like just being grumpy or you know, is this of interest to you? Do you, do you want to know what people brought to the PCA to survive the day on the floor? Well, I think in this age of social media and personalizing everything we do, maybe that's part of, as you said, filler or however you want to word that. You know, it's a personal touch to, okay, I'm here, I'm at the show, this is what I'm doing, this is what I brought, and, you know, you go on from there. But... I have the least experience on this panel with PCA, so I can't really speak to <laughs> no why. I was, I was very entertained yeah. by Nick Goss. So. Yeah, he was one of the guys. He made a big deal about it, man, and it was it was funny. You know, it was you know taking pictures of everything. Here's what's in my pack. I'm thinking, you know, did he have any little you know paper bag clippings with his hair in it that he was going to hand out or something when he was there? You know. Um, <laughs> he's a character he is he's guy. he's a very unique guy awesome well, i gotta tell you awesome he worked dude. hard at that show 
I'm sure he did. He really does. He's a he's a good, uh, unique ambassador to our our uh, industry. Yeah, he is a staple entrepreneur for that word. Like, you know, if you were gonna, his picture should be in the dictionary under the word right now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He he, he definitely leaves a, an impression, mm -hmm. and not a negative one. You know, don't get me wrong. He is a fun very funny guy um but he's got some really unique stuff yeah. going on <laughs> you know and whether you you know you're either going to think it's hilarious or you're going to think why in the world would you do that but either yeah. way you're talking about nick goss you yeah. know when you're left yeah. i mean yeah. when he leaves you know it's all you're talking about which is that's you the brilliant t-shirts socks lunch boxes <laughs> yeah you know belt, buckle. belt buckles yeah, yeah. Goss, belt buckle his own brand yeah yeah there you go yeah he's building a brand for himself and, mm. hey good for him it's different not a lot of people are doing that you saw all kinds of characters there though from a lot of influencers were there uh, a lot of media were there mm. you know uh, our calendar was uh filled up with a lot of different media appointments which isn't necessarily my favorite uh activity mm -hmm. So I'm not a big fan of being in front of the camera. I'm sure Bree was happy about it. Talking about it, yeah. Bree probably was, but uh <laughs> you know, it's always awkward for me. But uh then when it's over, you're like, ah, oh, that wasn't so bad. Right. Pat, what do you think? It's kinda of echoing show, it just with the current state of media, I just think people look for different things to kind of pose to kind of get other people's attention. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's definitely what it's about, you know. And I, I'm I'm all for the internet and all that, and and you know. Anyway, I just I just. He's I, I can I can care I can care less <laughs> I can care less what's in your bag, what's in your fanny pack, you know. If that's if that's what it takes, though, I guess you know, whatever. Whatever. You ever think about making a T-shirt with your beard on it? No. People would buy it. Oh, yep. People we would did buy show it. off that new T-shirt at the trade show. I had a new, uh, basil artwork. Wearing it now. Yeah. Uh, Great shirt. I'm uh, real happy with that design. It's had, my style. I had a person that collects shirts from um, uh, different stores around the U.S. And he was he would, uh, he was pointedly asking me if we had any shirts that had our address on it because he likes to have like you know this is from this place and whatever and i couldn't think of any you know but uh maybe we should do that you know have one that says london dairy or something like that but well i guess to satisfy that one guy we could probably... <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, one of the designs we came up with recently had the 724 factory, so that's kind of like a landmark. Mm -hmm. uh, we made that. That'll be coming out. That'll be the next design coming out. Mm. Try to make unique stuff. And we, we actually hired a gal in uh, Belgium mm. to do some unique artwork for mm. us, and uh, we started with two designs. Try to incorporate some of the stuff that I personally love from uh, my own cars are on it. Right, uh, Basil the dog, who's uh, one of my favorite creatures on earth, and uh, just cool stuff, you know. Basil mm. with a big lighter, lighting a cigar. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That's great. Well, we're just about at the end of the show here, dudes. And what's the final verdict here on the 724 1874 series Lancero? Like it, approved. It needs more numbers yeah. in the name. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but honestly, if, if one of you guys didn't like it, or you thought the flavor sucked, or whatever, would, would you say it? Not with you sitting here, no. No. <laughs> I think you'd have you ever like uh, say that? You know, you guys review cigars every week. Does it ever come up like ah? Yeah, I mean, cigars not that good. I think or, you'll find ah, it in. Did burn that good, or you just keep it quiet? I think you find in body language if somebody's done smoking and everybody else is still smoking, that might say a lot there. Yeah. You know, I think you know we we try on the show to to uh, um, 
you know, have cigars on that we like, you know, we don't, and, you know, we're not interested in bashing somebody else's work. And, you know, I think, I think when, you know, even if we're smoking cigars that aren't like our palate, you know, I think we try and find the things that are positive about that cigar that other people we know will appreciate, even if they're not for us. I mean, if there are construction issues or things, we've certainly brought that up, um, you know, but it, being totally honest, Kurt, I, this is a great cigar. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's easy to smoke. It's very enjoyable. It's consistent. But it, there's subtle changes in the flavor profile as you go down the cigar. Um, it paired incredibly well with the um, whiskey, and you know, just you know, it's one of one of the trademarks of your whole brand. Whether it's the WK, which is you know the the Connecticut, you know, lightest thing, all the way to the Factory Fifty Seven or even the One Thirteen, which are the heaviest bodied cigars you make. Anybody could smoke those. Yeah, you know that's that's one of my favorite things. Is like you know literally, um, whether it's a seasoned customer or a brand new one, I'm able to, you know, present 724 as like you know a starting cigar, whether it's a hustler or a WK, and um, they're just they're they're solid cigars, and you should totally be proud of that. Like there's nothing negative to for me to say about any of them it's a nice compliment thank you dave Mm. this is probably our least well-known blend in series of cigars and it's definitely one of my favorites Mm. i actually uh will age these in cedar as well and uh it changes it completely Mm. and uh, i really like this uh in one of my cedar projects that we make yeah, the the Toro uh, when that came out um, just a few years ago, right? Two years ago, we re-released the when uh, t- there had not been a Toro in yeah. the series before, right? Oh. And uh, th- that instantly became one of my favorite 724 cigars. Period. And just a great, great um, uh, flavor profile. It's it's got all this, but it's a little bit more toned down because of the the ring gauge um but it's just so tasty and again you know as as somebody who typically smokes more full-bodied cigars there's so much flavor in it it's it's it really is just a great it's 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 easy to talk positive stuff about 724 you know i agree <laughs> I would hope so. I'd hope so. Sons there. of a band in every case. Mm-hmm. Famous for quality. Absolutely. We well, try really hard. You do a good job, okay. Kurt. You really well, do. Effort you really do. Yes. You know, it's it's you know, it's easy to it's easy to recommend seven twenty four because it's a solid, solid cigar in whatever iteration it comes out in. Well, it obviously speaks for itself, especially if you're getting people saying you're a master blender and you're like, no, that's other people. It's because that's what they get when they smoke it, you know? Yeah, when Jose Blanco, I I see him, first thing he says out of his mouth, get a Lancero. (laughs) (laughs) He loved that that Matafina Lancero. Yeah, that's a fantastic cigar, too. Oh, yeah, you want one because... uh, you approached me this year and I didn't have one and I forgot to bring you one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're just at the end of the show here. Um, next week, we're going to be doing a pipe episode. So, you know, Kurt will not be here, um, <laughs> but <Exactly>. we're going to be. <laughs> uh, with Hogarth recently released some of their most popular blends that have only ever been available in the United States as a shag cut. It's a very, very thin, uh, like one thirty-second of an inch cut tobacco, and they've released them in normal ribbon cuts, which they're calling a vintage. And when you make the ribbon uh, fatter like that or wider like that, of course, the burn slows down, which then changes the flavor. And so we're going to be looking at dark bird's eye which and we're going to smoke the classic shag which been has been out for a long time 
we're going to smoke that alongside the vintage ribbon cut. We're going to well, think that about sounds the, like a terrible idea. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be looking at the differences each of those make and, and maybe even talk about whether or not the, the vintage is something even worth carrying at the store. But uh, we might we might make that decision right here on the show. Aren't you so thrilled, Kurt? <laughs> oh my goodness! But Kurt, thank you so much for being with thank us. You, oh, my pleasure. It's a late night for you, you to be out here, and, and so it means a lot when you come on the show. Right now, I'm sweating like Saka. So yeah, <laughs> my ears are swimming right now. <laughs> No, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you having me on and uh, supporting our brand and bringing it to the light of, uh, you know, July is mm. 724 a month. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have our own two minutes of the day, and we have our own month. Yep. So oh. this Friday, people, if you're anywhere in the region, you want to be at Twins this Friday, July 22nd from... 5 to 8 p.m. up in the lounge. There's going to be specials on 724. There's going to be the Woodford Reserve launch. There's going to be a prize wheel. There's going to be a backyard barbecue, burgers, hot dogs, sausages available, specials on drinks. There's going to be a big smoking chair giveaway, uh, and you can get in on that by buying 20 or more 724 cigars. Uh, it's going to be awesome. You're not going to want to miss out this Friday, 5 to 8, at Twins in Londonderry. See you there. But we will see you on there. the show next Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And mm. that, my friends, is not just blowing smoke. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top down.